0: Thank you, Chris. The answer is actually B, that a Christmas gift got me into time management. I was working in middle management in a large chartered bank, and my manager for Christmas gave me a lovely red leather bound day timer with my initials on it. And my first thought was, what a lovely gift. My second thought was, wait, is he insinuating I'm not organized? But in truth, I think it was just a lovely gift. But when I opened it and put it together and started flipping through it, I was amazed at all the different, uh, you know, levels of thought that went into it. The, the spot for expenses, for to-do list, for uh, calendar, and in the back with sections for goals and for clients. So it was just truly amazing. So that got me started. So my presentation today is the art of... Unmultitasking. So it seems like everything today is about multitasking. When you see job postings, they often say, must be good at multitasking. Whenever I see the word multitasking, I substitute the phrase, unable to focus on the task at hand. So when you're hiring somebody, you don't wanna hire someone who's unable to focus on the task at hand. You would want somebody who could actually focus. How many People in this room are in the bookkeeping field, raise your hands, bookkeeping, accounting, financial planning, yeah, a lot of those, a lot of those people working with numbers, it, it's kind of, it's important that the numbers be right, I would imagine. So, it, would you prefer to work with that accountant or bookkeeper or financial planner if they got to focus on your taxes for the two hours straight? Or if they are continually interrupted by people walking into their office, phone calls, social media messages, uh, Slack, anything else, which one would you prefer working on your finances, putting together your financial portfolio, or doing your taxes? I know which one I would prefer. So I would prefer somebody who's focused, and that's the way I would like to work. Now, science has weighed in on this. There's been a number of studies done, even with amazing multitaskers, to see what happened when we let them focus. Science has proven that even amazing multitaskers do better when they focus. They get even more done. So even people who are really good at multitasking get more done when they get to focus. And science has shown that your error rate goes up as much as 50%. So again, you don't want that on your taxes, on your uh, financial portfolio, when you're calculating trajectories for rockets, uh, things like that, almost anything. And you know, we kind of intuitively know this. We know we're not supposed to be texting while we're driving, you know, while we're, we're steering this car down the highway. So why is it okay to steer your business and multitask? Why is it okay to be scattered that way? It's really not. So. I'm going to give you some alternatives today that you should be able to apply that can help you. And the three alternatives I'm, I'm going to give you are creating focus, learning to work in batches, and the third one is time blocking. So let's talk about how do you how do you create focus? How do you stay more focused? So one of the first things is that you need to get rid of all of the distractions. You need to, if you're wanting to fully focus on something that really requires deep, deep thought, turn off your phone, close your office door, Turn off Slack, uh, Voxer, um, Skype, anything that will give you you a notification. Turn off all your social media and try for one hour. You will be shocked at what you can do. I call this the power hour. You'll be shocked at how much you get done in one hour of focused time. Work according to your energy and brain power. I'm at my best and brilliant Most brilliant first thing in the morning. That's the best time. So now you've got kind of mid-garland, you know, halfway. I'm sure I'd do a much better job if this had been at 9 a.m. If you're doing it at 3 o'clock, I'd go, can someone get me a coffee? You know, so you've only got so much focus, so much discipline, so much energy. So do the worst first. Uh, Brian Tracy, I think, calls this eat the frog first. Like do the, the worst, most horrible thing when your focus is at its best. And always work in the priority first. Anybody ever gone to the grocery store to get just milk and bread? That's it. And you come up with bags full of groceries and no milk or bread? Yeah, often. Because all this shiny stuff's all over the place. So we get, we get sidetracked. So, but we didn't do our priority. If we focused on the priority first, we would go to get the bread and the milk first. Then we would do everything else. And that's the same in our work. We need to be doing the priorities first to do that. Now another trick I use for focus is I use a focus timer. So currently this is set to tell me how much time I have left, which is why I'm holding my phone. So you're probably going, why is he holding his phone? Is he going to multitask while he's up there? Is he going to start texting or taking, you know? That, that would be really ridiculous if I was answering text messages or answering phone calls while I'm here, right? But I use a focus timer for 30-minute in increments to keep me focused. So by setting a focus timer for 30 minutes, I'm setting an intention that I'm going to work for 30 minutes on that one task, that one project, and I'm not going to go on YouTube and look for funny cat videos. They are very funny, but I have different time blocks for that. So that's the key things in order to create focus. And world-class performance requires world-class focus. Now let's talk about working in batches. So let's say you're going to come up with a financial plan, something really, really difficult, complex to work on. So you work three minutes on your financial plan, then you make one phone call, then you do one email, and you work for another three minutes on your financial plan. Does that, do you think that's gonna work very well and keep rotating through them all? Every time, Your focus is broken. It can take up to 30 minutes or longer to get back to that same level of thinking. And sometimes you lose that thought entirely that you had, that almost breakthrough you had. So this is why it's important to work in batches. Return all your phone calls after lunch, or maybe twice a day. Do all your emails uh, twice a day. I do the same thing. I don't do my emails first thing in the morning. I do scan for urgent ones, but I don't do them first thing in the morning because emails are easy and low energy. I do them in the afternoon. Because each email only takes a few minutes to answer. So learning to work in batches. If you got to do things out of the office, do them all on the same day. Do one afternoon a week and do all your running around uh, instead of going out once every day for something different. So working in batches makes a lot of sense. Um, How many people here are self-employed or work on commission or something like that? Yeah. So essentially, we don't get paychecks unless we get out there off our duff and market. So I have a, you know, so there's just no way to be able to, to get that unless we go out and market. So that brings me to time blocking. So I have a time block set aside of 25% of my time that I'm ruthless about. Has to be spent on marketing no matter what. I don't let anything else take that time away. I have other time blocks too, you know, new product development, uh, client projects, uh, writing, you know, and, and a number of the different things that I do. But I do have a time block for each one and I work in batches on that. I do all my marketing tasks during my marketing block. I do my content development tasks during my content development block, etc. Now, how many of you here have tried time blocking on the calendar and failed miserably at it, <laughs> yeah. And, and there's a reason for it, because you say, okay, Tuesday afternoon I'm gonna go marketing, something comes up, something interrupts that, a client needs something rushed, so these kinds of things do happen. So I have a technique that I call rotary time blocking, which is one I use personally, and I find for me it works better than the calendar time blocking. So calendar time blocking is still good to try, but if it doesn't work, then try the rotary. How the rotary works, set my timer for 30, 30 minutes, and I work on project number one. Then when that's done, I you know, get up, stretch, walk around a bit, you know, do a little movement so that I get some energy back, set the timer for another 30 minutes. This is often called the Pomodoro Technique, so many of you have heard of this, but it was around long before the fellow wrote the Pomodoro Technique book. So then I work on project number two, and so on. Or you can extend that to two 30-minute blocks and work an hour on each. So I just rotate through all of my projects. So I don't have a set time that I'm doing them. I rotate through all of them, and that works really well. So that is the art of unmultitasking. Reduce distractions, create focus, work in batches, and work in time blocks. Are there any questions? Well done, Garland. <laughs> Does anybody have any questions for Garland? I have one. Can you recommend a book that supports time management, productivity? for something that you highly recommend? Um, well, first off, I do have my own book, but I'm not I'm not going to re- recommend that because that's that's kind of tacky. I love Atomic Habits by James Clear. Um, you know, it's it's a fantastic book on time management. Atomic habits. So James Clear's focus is creating small little habits that make a big difference in your life. It's a great one. Yes? What is your book in case I want to... My book is called Stop Wasting Time and uh, you can see the cover over there. If you talk to Fraser, <laughs> he can show you the book. Uh, so yes, it's Stop Wasting Time and Procrastination in Five Weeks is what it's about. So it's about ending procrastination. So, And it's, it's done very well on Amazon. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. any other questions for Aaron? Awesome. Thanks, Carla. Thank you.